Hey everyone, it's Jason McLaren. This is This Show is a Disaster podcast, and my guest today is Mike Allen. Mike, welcome to the show. Yes, good afternoon. How are you today? Yes, yeah, so tell us a little bit about your background, what you're doing up there in the Northeast. Well, my name is Mike Allen. I'm the Hazardous Material Coordinator for a township in Suffolk County. Uh, we're the largest paid uh, hazmat response team in Suffolk County. Uh, I've been in the fire service for 25 years, uh, was a member of one of the busiest fire departments here in Long Island, uh, went over to Hazmat uh, 14 years ago once I started working for a township. Uh, Hazmat has always been a, 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 an interest to me, uh, even in the fire service. It's fire service, you can go down pretty good snotty hallways, you make your grads, but Hazmat is the, always the unknown. and. Uh, you know, that kind of makes it interesting. Everybody's always afraid of the unknown. Uh, so it kind of drove me to uh, my career now as the chief of a hazmat team. Awesome. Yeah, I know um, that was my background. As as most people know that fire department has specialty teams and uh, I had a chance to you know either be at EMS or go on the hazmat side. And that's what I chose. I did hazmat tech and instructor. And so I'm kind of a... A hazmat nut also. So yeah. Dark side. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you guys do EMS and stuff also still, or do you have the real specific teams like a lot of departments? So um, on Long Island, fire, EMS, all volunteers, uh, EMS agencies, uh, they've actually hired uh, paid EMT crews as well as paid paramedics. Uh, the fire service is still volunteer, except for one department out in the east of the island. They have, uh, I believe, four or five paid firemen uh, during the daytime response. Uh, so we're a specialty team. We're just a uh, hazmat WMD team. Uh, that's all we really uh, concentrate on. Uh, we're a 42-member team, uh, one hazmat material coordinator, five team leaders, and 36 team members all with the minimum certification of hazmat tech. We do have advanced techs and specialists. Uh, we do have a couple chemists, um, guys with chemistry background, sorry about that. And uh, we have a bunch of safety officers and all that good stuff. So we're pretty well versed in our disciplines. Awesome. And so you and I met through the Center for Domestic Preparedness group on Facebook. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that place does and what you learned there? The CDP, uh, Center for Domestic Preparedness, uh, I really never knew about the CDP until I went to a couple state courses and uh, there was one of the instructors up there said, if you guys ever had get a chance to go out of the state, one of the places he would highly recommend for hazmat was the CDP. Uh, I went online, I was looking at some of the courses for hazmat. Uh, first class I took down there was the Hazardous Technologies. Um, once you go down there, it's it's very, very unique. It's probably one of the only places instructors actually hang out with the students after class. Uh, they exchange their phone numbers with you. They exchange all the information with you. Um, the instructors there are definitely top notch. You will definitely learn something from them as well as they will learn something from you. Uh, they're not afraid to say that they didn't know about something or they'll get back to you about something. They encourage networking. Uh, so Hazard Technology is one of the first classes I took there. Uh, shortly after that, I took the um, Evidence Collection. Another great course, another high-speed course 
trait by some of the greatest instructors in the country. Uh, shortly after that, I took the incident command class. I, I took the dream pilot program, uh, which is a good program. Uh, it helps me out today with this whole pandemic event that we're facing here in New York. Uh, I took four classes so far. I'm scheduled to take uh, three more classes down at the CDP. Um, the one thing I will tell you about the CDP is when they tell you to network, um, network down there, bring, bring your business cards. Uh, to this day, I still exchange information with a lot of the classmates that I had and we bounce stuff off each other back and forth. Uh, you'll meet doctors, uh, lawyers, cops, firemen, hazmat, junkies. Um, and, and when they say, you know, hey, call me anytime, they, they, everybody truly means it. So uh, CDP, it, it's free. Uh, the government pays for everything from your airfare to your lodging and your meals. Um, and it's, it's real deal training. Um, you don't have to simulate different chemicals. You go to the Cobra facility and you will learn that your gear will hold up to any type of chemical as they specifically make it for. Um, so if you ever get the opportunity to go down to CDP, definitely take that opportunity to do so. Definitely. It's, 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 and it's for police, fire, EMS, military, uh, emergency management, anybody in those careers can go down there and check it out. Um, it's real difficult to get in the classes. Like you said, right now, at the time of this recording, they're free and fully funded. And, um, and medical staffing. Medical hospitals oh, should yeah. send their staffing down there uh, just for the noble facility. Definitely. You got uh, hospital physicians and administrative uh, courses also uh, in the emergency management field. Um, yeah, it's real difficult. You have to probably coordinate with your um, whoever your training people are for your department to um, make sure you get in line to get in those classes because they do fill up pretty quick. But uh, other than that, yeah, great training. Um, get down there when you can. I know right now we're dealing with COVID, so I believe they're closed for right now. Um, but and you touched on that a little bit. Can you talk about what your agency is doing to respond to the pandemic? So right now we. We're transitioning EMS and trying to get the medical staff on board from going from uh, their traditional gear. Uh, EMS crews usually, usually wear BDU pants with a agency polo or long sleeve shirt. Uh, the hospital staff usually wears their gowns. Uh, we're trying to get them out of that and go to either Tyvek or Tychem suits, um, something that's not going to be uh, permeable. We're going to try to go into a non permeable. Uh, set up so they can actually decon these outfits since we're running short on supplies. Um, so we've been taking our hazmat cash and going to the EMS agencies since the hospitals were pretty good for a while. Uh, we've been running suits to all the large agencies uh, that ran out of equipment fairly quickly. We had to teach them how to don and doff their gowns and uh, new hazmat equipment. We're trying to switch them over from N95s um, to most of the crew to APRs since canisters kind of will last longer. You can decon the APR, uh, put new canisters on for the next crew to come in um, and just have the crew chief of the EMS crew wear an N95 just for communication purposes. Uh, so you can ration out your N95s a little further than, you know, three or four crew members uh, wasting an N95 every run. Uh, as far as the Donning and Dolphin, it's going pretty well. Uh, the crews 
we have been lucky, knock on wood, none of our EMS crews have yet contracted the COVID virus um, while working on any calls. Uh, we were teaching them how to decon their ambulances and give them support with that as well. Uh, we assist if they need deconning of their facilities, uh, ambulances. We also support the Long Island Railroad MTA Police Department. Uh, if they need to decon their vehicles, we'll decon their vehicles also. So right now we're pretty much a support agency for all the local EMS agencies, as well as fire departments that run uh, fire rescue. And we are a support unit for local hospitals uh, in case they need any type of uh, decon or assistance with uh, patient deconning. Awesome, like you said, it sounds like you guys are providing a lot of support there. And uh, I'm just curious, is that through a mutual aid agreement or contracted service or how do y'all have that set up? So we are a, we are a liaison agency to all um, agencies within our division. So uh, it is part of a mutual aid agreement as well as a member, memorandum of understanding uh, to it. Since we do get grant money, we have to provide our assets to whoever requested within our township or the other two townships that do not have a hazmat team. We provide services for them as well. Um, at this time, we don't really care about if there's an agreement or not, our mission is to support whoever needs the assistance at this time. And we worry about recapping all of our uh, equipment at the end of the event. Definitely. That's, that's uh, the way to do it. I think so. Good deal. Well, thanks Mike. Thanks for coming on. Uh, if, if anybody want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, they can reach me out at uh, M A L L E like an echo and like a Nancy three zero four three at mechaeledward.com. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for coming on the show today. No, thank you for having me. Um, like, like I said, uh, the CDP definitely prepared uh, me for this incident. Uh, the Dream Course was a home run with that. Um, but just the whole thing with the COVID-19, um, if you haven't experienced it as of yet or you're starting to get cases and your numbers are starting to go up, be prepared. Um, be prepared to go from your traditional operations um, to a more transferred over to a hazmat scene. Uh, that was one of the issues that we had up here is everybody was saying that it's a medical problem, not a hazmat issue. Um, but we were better prepared for it than the medical field was. Um, and I'm not making a finger pointing thing here. Um, you just have to think outside the box the entire thing. You're going to run out of masks. You're going to run out of gowns. You're going to run out of booties. Uh, your staffing's going to be beat up. And one of the most important things I can't drive it home enough is have a critical stress debriefing team on hand. Uh, your, your crew is going to see mass numbers of things that they're not used to seeing. They're going to see people, and uh, I'll paint a quick picture of people gasping for air and everything that you've been taught, you can't do anything to save them. You're going to have to make the decision of, of pulling a plug on a ventilator. You're going to have to make a decision whether you're going to continue CPR or if you're going to write the person off. Um, you're going to have to be the, not only the nurse, doctor, physician, EMT, uh, you're going to be the last person that uh, person is going to be. And the other big thing is um, the person's not just a number. That was someone's someone. And, uh, you, and that's why the critical stress debriefing team is important because a lot of people, um, if you're in the medical field, hazmat field, fire, EMS, the first responder front lines, 
um, you're not just a number. You're you're someone, someone, and that's why it's, it's important to uh, give your give your crews uh, someone there to talk to and uh, just follow with them as much as possible because they will break down and it will get to them. Definitely. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. That's a a great picture of the front line that the front line staff are um, are combat combating there. So. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely tough, and you know you're you're gonna have to think outside the box with morgues. You know, if there's an ice rink, you have to use ice rinks. You have to bring in con boxes, refrigerated con boxes, refrigerated trailers. Uh, you have to bring in uh, morgue staffing. Um, it, it, it's a large event. It happens real fast. You'll get over inundated. Uh, make sure you're documenting your burn rates for the hospitals. Um, if you have a county agency that can go to the hospitals and put eyes on it firsthand. Um, that's the way to do it. Listen to the nurses, listen to the doctors. Uh, administrative staff kind of gets lost on the overall big picture. But um, the, the big thing is talk to the front line. Don't talk to the back line uh, when you're out there doing your surveys. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, I'll let you get back to it, man. It sounds like you're busy. Thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Thank I you for the spot. Have a good one. You too.